there is one thing I know for certain, and it is that you don't want to go into your spring garden without a dream. Take the time right now to dream of spring. The difference between a garden that you love and a garden that is just meh, totally mediocre, and a whole lot of work starts right now. It's the dream. That's the missing part. And you don't want a garden without a dream. I can tell you. Hey, Zone 9 Gardener, did you know that you can harvest from your backyard garden 52 weeks a year? That's right. In the Wild Child Garden, there's no need for cover crops. There's never a time when we can't plant something, and there's always room to add some beauty. On the Wild Child Kitchen Gardening Podcast, I'm going to show you how to turn your garden into a wild child garden. And you can learn more about growing beautiful veggies the wild child way at www.releaseyourinnerwildchild.com. Hi there. Welcome to episode number 47 on the Wild Child Kitchen Gardening Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Johnson, founder of Wild Child Kitchen Gardens. And today we're digging into a concept that is really totally overlooked, that is never talked about, but that is the missing link between a garden that you love and a garden that is a lot of work, a little bit of harvest, and a whole lot of frustration. Now, if that's not the kind of garden you're looking for, you're in the right place because today we're talking about dreaming of spring. Now, that may be a concept that you've never heard of before, and you would not be alone. Whenever I tell the gardeners I coach that we're going to be spring dreaming, I get a lot of weird looks. (laughs) But then we spring dream. And everybody is on fire for the season. The reason is, is because we take the time to look back at the gardens that we've grown in the past, to look at what we loved about those gardens, what we learned from those gardens, and what we're really looking forward to in this season. In today's episode, I'm going to walk you through what I call my Spring Dreaming Workbook. And I have it for you for free. You can download it here in the show notes. And I've linked it for you because I want you to do this homework too. Now this week inside of the Wild Child Garden Club, we've been spring dreaming. So we've had our live event every um, day this week and we have been super excited about coming together and really just talking about what we've loved, what we've learned and what we're looking forward to for the new season. But I want you to be able to do this too. And so I'm including this workbook for you down in the show notes. You can grab that link below. But I want to walk through it with you and touch base on a couple of things. And remember, you're going to be able to download it, so there's no need to take notes. Just listen and really just take in this idea of dreaming for spring. Take in this idea that this might just be the missing piece. And then I'm going to tell you how you can put it all together for your spring garden. So first, when we talk about dreaming of spring, we really want to address and ask ourselves, who we are as a gardener, what our goals are for the season, and what does our spring look like. You may have never considered that before or even thought about it while you were getting ready to plant your garden, but let me just tell you, this is not one of those things that you want to skip over. One year, we planted our garden, got everything good and ready, and then planned a trip to Disney World. Well, we were gone for nine days in a newly planted garden. Not smart. I actually 
planned it at the worst possible time because I missed the whole first harvest from the garden. And then because I left things on the vine, here come the pest and I fought them the rest of the season. Do you see how just taking a little bit of time will really change your entire garden season? Like really think about that. If I would have just planted a little bit earlier or planted a little bit later or just moved the Disney World trip, a couple weeks uh, before we went, my whole season would have looked different. It was the worst possible planting time, picking time, and vacation time. Why? Because I never thought about it. I never looked at my calendar before planting my garden. I never asked myself, what am I going to be doing in April? I never asked myself, what do I want to get out of this garden? Well, now that's the first thing I do whenever I start thinking of a new garden season. And it's exactly what I teach the gardeners that I have the privilege of cheering along to do too. This experience that you want to have in your garden, this wild child gardening experience doesn't just happen. Let me say that one more time. The wild child gardening experience doesn't just happen. You have to be intentional right now to set your garden up for success so that it will give you what you want from it. I also think about the year that I decided I was going to pickle cucumbers. This was something that I had wanted to do all along, but of course, in typical Kelly fashion, I can't just pickle any old cucumber. No, I want to make sweet pickles. That was my big thing. I had never really seen anybody do that before, and I was like, I'm going to learn how to do that. That's what I want to do. So I grew these little cucumbers called gherkin cucumbers. So they're little bitty, okay? But guess what? Nobody tells you about the gherkin cucumbers. Nobody tells you that they're going to get bigger if you don't pick them. So again, I did not give much thought to it and I planted all of these gherkin cucumbers and then I ended up with these very weird curled crooked cucumbers that I couldn't pickle because you couldn't fit any in the jar and that were really weird to eat because they were a pickling cucumber so they had like the bumpy sweet pickle skin. It was a disaster. I ended up yanking them all out and putting something else in because I was literally having to pick constantly all day long to try to get them at that size. They literally grew like it felt like minute by minute. Again, I want to you to dream. I want you to think about these things. I want you to have the goals and the dreams of pickling cucumbers. And I want you to go to Disney World. But what I also want you to do is have an intentional plan. Because what I know to be true is that when you set yourself up with this garden plan, with these garden goals, with your garden intentions, what follows is a garden that you love. And a garden that you love is one that you're going to go out to. It's one that you're going to invite people into. It's one that you're going to tend and one that you're going to pick from. It's one that you're going to want to grow season after season after season. That's why we take this time right now. Because once we get into the thick of spring planting, it's simply just too late. It's too late to take the time to wonder what we're going to do and, and try to track down particular seeds that we might want to start or add new beds or maybe even add a trellis or an arch. No, we are like in the thick of it and we've already gone to the nursery and we've got the plants sitting on the back patio. So we just plant. That's what I don't want for you. 
So inside of this Spring Dreaming Workbook, you're going to find that in the very front page, it asks you to grade yourself as a gardener. There are no right or wrong answers, but what it's wanting you to do is just simply say one to five, which of these are most important to me? You know what you're going to find? That is going to direct everything else you do. So inside of the Garden Club, when I ask the gardeners that I coach, what are your number ones? What is most important to you? Guess what? Everybody had something different. Because we all want something different out of our gardens. There's no right or wrong answer. But what it let us do was see what really is most important to us. Sometimes we think we just want to pick vegetables. But then when we're offered other options like a garden that's beautiful or a garden that makes memories or preserving, things start to change in our mind a little bit. And we start to actually give thought to what we really may want to get out of our gardens. This is the dream. This is the dreaming time. It's the process that we go through to make sure we start out the season with a garden that is going to work for us and give us what we want. This is the busy woman's garden. And listen, I know busy and complicated, busy and difficult, busy and frustrating just doesn't work. I know it doesn't. From one busy woman to another, I get you. That's why you need to start with the dream. The sun is shining outside. It almost feels like spring is here. Take a little bit of time to sit out with a nice cup of something yummy and dream of what you want your garden to be. This is the Wild Child Gardening Experience. Have you been frustrated or underwhelmed with your garden's performance in the past? I invite you to join me inside the Kitchen Garden Academy and let this be the year you become a gardener. Inside the Kitchen Garden Academy, I will help you design, plant, and grow an overproducing and beautiful vegetable garden in any space, step by step by step. Get all the details at releaseyourinnerwildchild.com forward slash academy and I'll be growing with you inside. Okay, let's start dreaming. Are you ready? We're going to start by asking ourselves, what did we love? What did we love in our gardens last year? These are the things that brought us joy. These are the things that we thought were so beautiful. These are the things that made memories. We call those memory makers inside of the Wild Child Garden Club. And I can tell you, these are the things that get you excited about actually investing into your garden. This is where we start inside of the Kitchen Garden Academy. We start with this dream. And so we're starting there today too. So let me ask you, when you think of a garden, what is it that you love? Is it cherry tomatoes ripe on the vine? Is it beautiful purple basil? Is it cucumbers on arches? Is it strawberries, melons, pumpkins? Is it okra for the freezer? What is it that you love? What gets you super excited? This is where you want to start. And I'm going to tell you what else. You want to make sure that it's what you love and not what you just like. There's room for those things too. But what I found in my experience and in the experience of the hundreds of gardeners that I've coached is that the things that we like always seem to be easier to find, easier to plant, and easier all the way around to get into the garden. And they sometimes 
will sort of snuff out the things that we love. That's why we take it and break it down. We ask ourselves, what are our must grows? These are the things we love. These are the things that did really well for us. What are our must grows? And then we also ask ourselves, what are our would like to grows? If we have the room, we never prioritize those would like to grows because I can tell you, you're going to be able to find them in a four pack at the nursery. They're going to be real easy to get, real easy to plant, and you're going to rock and roll with them and you're going to skip out on the would love to grows. So start with what you just love. For me, I have changed my view of my garden over the years. I used to grow different varieties of tomatoes, lots and lots of different varieties of tomatoes. Now I just have four or five varieties that I absolutely love. And I have been able to weed out the things that I don't really care for. Tomatoes have a lot of different textures, a lot of different taste, a lot of different levels of seediness. And sometimes we can get carried away in the seed catalog and give space to things that we don't really love, but we have, or we found, or we picked up along the way. No, no more, no more. In the wild child garden, we want to make sure we're growing what we love. So for me, that's going to be tomatoes. Um, I'm going to grow four or five varieties of my tried and trues that I absolutely love. And those are going to be varieties like Early Girl. Those are going to be like my Sweet 100s, my Berry's Crazy Cherry, my Brad's Atomic Grape. Those are tomatoes I love. I also love pork chop tomatoes and I love different colored tomatoes. So you want to make sure that you're, you're hitting all the notes here. You don't want to just grow red tomatoes if a beautiful garden and one that is full of lots of different colors is on your list of goals, right? So do your homework. That's why we do this now because we don't really have much else to do in the garden. The winter garden is growing herself and we're not quite ready for spring yet. So this is why we do these things. I also absolutely love growing melons. And if you've been a listener here for any time at all, you know I am pretty obsessed with my melons. But just like tomatoes, I grew every kind of melon known to man. And just like tomatoes, they have different textures, different levels of seediness, different all kinds of things. And what I have found is there's only about four or five that I love. And I can tell you, I have weeded that down even more this season to I'm just growing one variety of French melon, the Charente, and I am growing a couple of varieties of watermelon. And that's it, simply because the others just weren't worth it to me. I didn't love them. Now, those will go on my would like to grow list in the event that something happens, that I have more space, that I end up with an empty grow bag somewhere, I will certainly plant my would like to grow varieties. But they are never going to take the space of my would love to grow varieties. You understand? Now, once you've got that part done and you know what you really, really are getting so excited about, You have to shift gears because we have to keep it real. So you've got to look back and ask yourself, what did I learn from my garden last year? 
And if you've never grown a garden before, this is a great opportunity for you to reach out to other gardeners. This is a great opportunity for you to get a garden coach, someone who can mentor you and help you along. Grow in a garden community where you can ask other gardeners, even if they've only been gardening one season more than you, they have things to share. They have things that will help you. And so you can ask them, what did they learn? A lot of people will tell you that they have learned that they want their tomatoes out of the garden by midsummer because the stink bugs are just so bad. Can you imagine a garden that doesn't have stink bugs because you've got all your tomatoes harvested and done and you're on your second round of them before the stink bugs get here? That's the wild child garden. That's the benefit of growing in a community where you can grow with other gardeners who will tell you, hey, listen, by July, those tomatoes need to be out of that garden. This is why the wild child gardening experience is so amazing. It's because we grow in this awesome community and we're here for each other and we encourage each other and we cheer each other along and we share information. There's no competitions. There's no one-upping. Nope. Instead, we genuinely just want each other to reach our garden goals and we make sure that we do. We help each other. We cheer each other on and we mentor each other as we grow. And it's absolutely phenomenal. So if you've never grown in your own garden before, now's a great time to ask around and figure out what people learned from their gardens last year. And then finally, you want to ask yourself, what am I looking forward to? Or what am I leaning towards? These are the things in your garden that you don't know for sure. These are your experiments, right? You're not 100% certain that this is going to work out, but this could be good. That's this section. And you never want to skip this because this is how you grow as a gardener. We say inside of the Kitchen Garden Academy and Wild Child Garden Club that we grow gardeners and we mean it. We encourage you to experiment. We encourage you to try new things. We encourage you to fail. And that's because we know that that's where the real learning comes from. You're either growing or you're learning inside of the Wild Child Garden. And we're here for both. So ask yourself, what is really inspiring me? Maybe I'm not 100% sure that it would work, but what am I willing to try? For me this year, I'm going to try to grow my corn in grow bags. I've seen it done online, but you know, you can't believe everything you see online. But I have seen it done online before and I feel like it makes sense to me. Corn has shallow roots. Corn's placed and planted very close together. Corn needs the closeness in order to pollinate because it's pollinated by the wind. And corn can potentially take up a lot of space because you need so much of it. So if I could grow it in grow bags, then I could save the space in my garden and I could actually almost decorate my garden with the grow bags of corn. That would be beautiful, right? On the four corners of the garden. These are the things we're thinking about right now when we're asking ourselves, what are we leaning towards or what are we looking forward to? When we think about these very exciting things that kind of light us up about our garden, we really get excited about it. And that puts us into gear to start making our plans and getting our gardens ready to grow. Can you see why we do this in January and not in March? Some people 
don't ever plant anything at all. They go to the nursery, they bring their plants home, they plant them, and they hope for the best. Well, I can tell you, if that's you every other year, you're in the right place. And I am so glad that you found me because I will not let you do that. I will not let you get away with that. I'm going to harass you about getting a plan. I'm going to harass you about dreaming of spring. And I'm going to harass you about taking some time to ask yourself, what did I love in my garden last year? What did I learn from my garden last year? And what am I looking forward to this year? Or what am I leaning towards this year? Maybe it's a special project, an experiment you've been wanting to try, a new variety of something. This is what will excite you as a gardener. And this is what will make your garden one that you love. Don't skip this step. Make sure that you take time to dream of spring Download the workbook I have for you below because you're going to be able to walk through that and really get excited about the new season. What fun would it be to have a garden that you're not excited about? I cannot imagine. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you go download that workbook and check out the Kitchen Garden Academy. We begin in February and I cannot wait to start growing with all the new gardeners that I will get to meet inside. The Wild Child Garden is an experience like you have never imagined. This is not your grandmother's vegetable patch. This is a Wild Child Garden and I cannot wait to grow it with you. I'll see you next week. I hope you have a great time dreaming of spring. Thank you so much for joining me here today on the Wild Child Kitchen Gardening Podcast. I hope today's episode has inspired you to get outdoors and release your inner wild child. I know that when you do, you will heal your soul. Until next time, keep growing and find out more about Wild Child Kitchen Garden at www.releaseyourinnerwildchild.com. Thank you so much again for joining me and I will see you right back here next time.